I would like to, we'll, we'll have a song soon. When Chaim comes in a couple of minutes, we'll have a song. I want to talk about a sensitive topic. I want to talk about a topic. I have a text on my phone that I saved from Yoni Vaselberg. And, and I, was, I was thinking about him last night, and I reread the text, and I want to share with you this Pusik and talk about an Indian that's important to me. This, for, for us growing up in a very Western world, this is a very, very important topic that I want to share with the guys. We're all engaged in a journey of growth. And developing as B'nai Torah, as successful B'nai Torah, I want to share something that's important. This, for a Western person, this would be on a top 10 list of important ideals and values. This would be on a top 10 list for anybody growing up in the Western world. The text I have from him, he says, a stone that was disregarded by the builders became the cornerstone. I remember Rebbe giving this year in your house on Shabbos and Durham. has very much stuck with me and is helping me through hard times. He then describes further, and he spoke about this Pasuk. So I want to study with you this amazing Pasuk and learn with the guys for a few minutes as follows. This is one of my favorite psukim in the Torah. It's a Pasuk and Tillim. And I want to study, really take you a little bit, like a curveball. There's much to learn from this Pasuk. We're going to take it to an area that might surprise you. The Pasuk is, Even mayasu habaynim. Even mayasu habaynim. Even the stone. That the builders disgust in, that the builders disregard, the stone that the builders throw away, this stone, ach, and they toss it away, Haisat becomes Laroish Pina, the cornerstone. Every structure has that most important stone in the whole structure. And the stone that the whole structure is built on is the stone that the builders toss away. Always, if you're watching construction site, and you see the builders look at a stone and say, eh, and toss it away, track that stone. It's very likely to become the cornerstone. The stone that the builders disregard, it became the cornerstone. Now this Pasuk is a summary of the history of the great people that we're from. Avram Avinu and his descendants, us Yidin, the Am Hashem, the children of God. This Pasuk sums up our history. The stone that's rejected becomes the cornerstone. Repeatedly this happens in our history. The Gemara says this refers to none other than David HaMelech himself, the author of these words. The Psukim was a, a history of his own life and a history of our people. If you track our people, who was the first king of the Jewish people? Yosef Atzadik. He's rejected, he's cast aside. The brothers throw him in a pit, sell him to Egypt. He is the first king of our people. The stone that the builders reject, Haisal Pina becomes the cornerstone. 
We'll fast forward, not just for brevity's sake. We'll fast forward to Rus. Rus is very, very poor person. She's an Ania. She is poor beyond. She's collecting leket in the fields. She's out. She's in the fields. You can't have a more pathetic picture. Somebody who's starving is on their knees in the field in the Sadais. She's collecting leket. She's an almana. She is, her husband passed on. She's a giyayra. She's a convert. She's the ultimate outsider. Poor like crazy. Husband dead, disconnected from, poor person, disconnected from society. Husband dead, disconnected from society. She's every, a, a convert, an, the ultimate outsider. And Rus becomes Ima Shalmalcha. She's the picture when Shloima Melech, the greatest king in the history of the world, Dovin and Shloima, when they sat on their throne, there was a throne right next to them, and Rus proudly sat there. She's called Ima Shalmalchus, the matriarch, the mother of royalty is Rus. When you walked into the palace, there was a throne next to the king, and Rus sat on that throne. It's the continuous story of our people. The stone that's rejected, Haisal Reishpina became the cornerstone. David HaMelech grew up, his older brothers were known, Ga'inim Tzadikim, his father had no sin. She only died because of the, the, the bite of the snake, because of the Xerah of Mavis, that was Nigzar, but he had no Averis, David HaMelech's father, Yishai, and his children were all the G'dayle Hadar. And David HaMelech was thought to be lower than all his brothers. When Shmuel the Navi came to coronate a king after the Malchus was taken from Shaul, and he was told with Nevu, with prophecy, that the next king is going to be one of Yishai's sons, he had z- nobody had any thought it would be David HaMelech. They brought in the oldest son, and then the next, and then the next, and the Navi, the prophet, looks over, and Nevoa tells him, uh-uh, not this one. Oh, it's not this one. They were shocked. Okay, we'll bring the second most precious son. Third, fourth, seventh. Okay, it's not, it's not from Yishai's kid. I think you have a mistake here, prophet. There are no mistakes in prophecy. Is there another son? No, no, no. We showed you all the son. Oh, David. Oh, oh. And David HaMelech, of course, is brought in. And Shmuel says, this is, the, this is the one, this is the Mashiach Hashem. This is the anointed one from Hashem who's supposed to lead Hashem's people. And on this story we're told, Even Mayasu Abainim, the stone that the builders reject, Haisal Reshpina, time and time again becomes the cornerstone. Now I want to tell you, I want to share in this sugya, in this fascinating sugya, why is it this way? What is this that Hashem does that the great ones come from complicated situations, from all different unique backgrounds, unique stories? What is it? If you follow the path of Mashiach, a lot of strange stories. If you go back in time, light, light has two daughters, and his daughters think that the whole world's destroyed, this bizarre mistake. 
They intoxicate their father and live with him. The most odd and bizarre, quote unquote Avera, but they were trying to do a mitzvah. They were doing it 100% L'Shem Shemaim. They thought we have to build the world for Hashem. It's a mitzvah. And the only man left in the world is our father. And they intoxicate him and have a child from him. If you follow the path of Mashiach, it comes from that action. Strange, bizarre, uncelebrated details. Details that aren't repeat over as great stories. That's precisely where Mashiach comes from. Why is it that way? What's, what, what is Hashem? Why, why not come from celebrated places? I want to say we live in a Western world where if it's not videoed, it didn't happen. If it's not on your story and social media, it's hard to even say it happened. It only happens if it's videoed. And I want to say publicity is not all bad. We just got through a yuntiv called Hanukkah where we publicize a miracle of Hashem. Publicity has a place. We publicize many things. It's a mitzvah to publicize many good things. When Hashem does a miracle for a person, He publicizes the miracle. So publicity is not all bad, but I want to share a tremendous danger of publicity. Publicity has a massive danger that it cheapens the purity of an action. That which is public can become cheap and not pure. It can become meaningless. I want to share something with the guys. Soon we're going to have Chaim sing a song. I want to share something with you. In the Western world, in the Western world, the husband and wife will sometimes act very chummy in public. And if you're observing, you say, wow, they must have such good shalom bias. They're acting so close. In the Torah, the Ramah says a husband and wife cannot show any love in public, anything that best friends wouldn't do, a husband in public, a husband and wife should not do. They should not show anything of issues. It's brilliant. What's the, why is this? The Ramah says, Semenag, Minhagim are more powerful than the law. It's not a law. Minhagim often, the Gra says in Shulchan Aruch, that a Minag sometimes breaks halacha. If you have a halacha and a minag, a minag is the culmination of all halacha. Our hanhaga is the way we behave when we understand halacha. And the minag Yisrael says the Ramah is that a husband and wife should show no love in public. Zero. If best friends don't behave that way, don't behave that way. Why not? Their husband and wife. American society, you see couples behaving, you think Shalom Bayis is doing great. What is it? When you have something real, you have no need to, for others to see that you have it. If you don't have it, you're insecure with what you have, then you only have if somebody else sees you have it. There was a couple I was very close to that was going through traumatic, their relationship was on the brink. They were really going through tremendous stress. I got a call from the local rub. They're acting inappropriately in public. And the pshat is they didn't have a relationship. So all they have is that the next person thinks they have. If you meet somebody who's secure with his knowledge of Tyra, he doesn't try to show others he knows Tyra. 
because he's secure that he has. If you have, you don't need the other person to see you have. If you don't have, then all you have is that the next person thinks you have. In homes of a lot of turmoil, there's a code of silence. They'll never talk to kids. Rahman al-Islam, an abusive home, people can go 40 years, nobody talks. Kids should really cry to each other. They should find a friend and cry to him. Nobody talks. The code of silence. You know why they're quiet? If you have good things, so you have, and you're not as worried as perception. If you don't have, all you have is a perception of normalcy. You protect perception. Perception, what others think, become all that you have. A couple that has a relationship, the minag is, and the Ramah says, don't show others you have. Be secure and have, you won't need the next person to see that you have. Just have real. If you have real, a closeness and a relationship, you don't need the next person to see it. If you don't have, then all you have is that the next person thinks you have. In a country where never before in history has there been more shalom bias challenge, in my estimation, though I can't prove it, but people in public act very lovey-dovey. If you don't have, at least let the next person think you have. But don't choose that. A yid, is, is, a yid wants to have, not a perception of having. Publicity always has dangers. That you take something real and precious and you turn it with fanfare. And activity is very dangerous. It can substitute having the perception of having. That, instead of having, I'll choose perception of having. Viggy, am I being clear? I hope it's clear what I'm saying, right, right Kaf, am I being clear? The sense of having could be replaced by perception. A huge protection to having is silence, is quiet. A huge protection of something precious is that it's not publicized. Keep it real, keep it exact. Instead, a guy who daven shmana esrei in the quiet of his home nicely, there's something pure and real about what you have, as opposed, it's nice to daven a beautiful shmana esrei in front of people. And if people are there, so be it. But it's always dangerous. Publicity is dangerous. I made a pact with Rai Oberland when we started the yeshiva. And then we continued this pact with Rabbi Brownstein, who's run the yeshiva, who is the force. Everything of the yeshiva for over five years now. We have a pact. We care what people think. We care. Why? Because we're human. And human beings care what people think. And you're even supposed to, to a degree. But it's always dangerous to sell out for publicity. How much truth, how much important things make it look good, perception... How much reality is altered for perception? And we, have, we swore it to each other. There's a pact, it's a blood pact, that we're going to give up perception for reality. We'd rather a bacha doesn't look as good and people say, what's going on in Waterbury? But the reality of a person who's healing, who's working, who's doing something, we are not, and we're going to call each other out. If we ever give in to perception over reality, we're going to call each other out. Reality, a, a world that lives reality. In our history, we're building something special with the Am Hashem. There has to be tsneus. There has to be silence and quiet. 
Mashiach, the story of our people's salvation, of our people's success, happens in very dark places, in strange places. Rus, David HaMelech, is very designed by Hashem. If I had a name, and we said a name of our yeshiva could be Avol, if there was a Pasuk that hung in the yeshiva, Oh, you know, they write over Sifri, over the Aron Kaidish a Pasuk. I want the guys to build an Aron Kaidish. One year I'm going to get on, we, before Corona, we had spoken about it with the Chevra. Hashem keeps delaying it. In the previous Masifta, where we were in Waterbury, the guys built the Aron Kaidish. I want the guys to build it. I promise you tomorrow we can get the money and put up a gorgeous Aron Kaidish. I want the guys to build it. It's much more meaningful to me. I want either physically the guys build it or the guys get together and figure out what they want to build. But I want the guys at one point will get on the case. I'm not convinced it's this year. But we'll build an Aron Kodesh. The Pasuk that can go in an Aron Kodesh is Evem Mayasu Abaynim. The stone that the builders discussed in Haisal Rosh Pina always becomes the cornerstone. The reason that Hashem works this way, and we've seen people emerge from difficult situations, from difficult challenges. That, that kid in the fifth grade who might have been rejected, who becomes like, like wow, the whole world. There's, there's, there are reasons for it, but the simplest reason is that that which is precious is always a little off the grid. Hashem wants, and again, publicity doesn't mean bad, because there's a place for publicity, but there's a danger for publicity. And our cornerstone is often built without much fanfare. Davin HaMelech becomes Davin HaMelech away from the center, out of public eye, where people, where nobody's looking. And there and precisely there, great things happen. I want to say this to the guys, because in all, I, I, I'll tell you why this is so important to me. In each person's individual story of growth, it's not what's publicized, it's not what's famous, it's not what's printed in the papers that's precious and important. Your private struggle, your little battle, your internal conflict, the world's being built there. I always say in Gedolim books, I love Gedolim stories, but I guarantee you the 10 most important stories of their life are not printed. Nobody knows, but they can't be printed. They're small, they're things that can't be said, that shouldn't be said. The big stories are not, which are not those that are publicized, are not those that are celebrated, they're much more subtle. They're much more secretive, they're private. They're private decisions, private battles. It's not that which everybody noticed. I like referring to 10th grade and 12th grade. It's the funniest thing to me. The world says that Waterbury, 12th grade, whoo, 10th grade, I don't know. The best things happen in yeshiva in 10th grade. Anything great in yeshiva is 10th. And the 12th graders that are doing 10th grade work, that's where 10th grade's the inner work of healing, of, of, of just healing, of gaining a new, a new thought press on the world. Nobody sees anything. There is no change yet. The world doesn't acknowledge it or see it. That which is great, that which is the cornerstone is always despised, is always hidden. At the very least, it's not noticed. That's where great things occur, when it's quiet, when it's inside, when it's not noticed. In public, in very public places, it's hard to do great things. It doesn't mean you should say no publicity. It doesn't mean that. 
Because ultimately, ultimately, that's normal. Good things have to be publicized. The Gemara says in Adarim that don't learn for honor, but in the end, honor will come. Publicity has to come because the world has to see what's true. Don't be afraid if the world knows about you, Viggy. Don't be afraid of that. Tough luck. But understand that that which happens in private is very precious. And all our lives, even when things are public, make sure there's a private world that matches it. Make sure there's an inner world that matches it. That is, that is one of the reasons why Hashem made it that that which is despised, that which is ignored, that which overlooked, precisely there big things are happening. Precisely there a lot is going on that the building is going to be built on. The stone that's rejected, it always becomes the cornerstone. There and only there, building and construction, and a lot happens. In many people's own career of growth, there's a thought, does anybody notice? Does it really matter? Is it important? There precisely where nobody notices. There precisely where you say there's no fame and publicity is where the cornerstone structures happen. There precisely there. Don't ever forget this Pasuk that I want the guys to say these words. Nachi, say the words with me. Evan. Mayasu habainim. Haisa. Haisa. pina. Bless your soul. You know what those words mean? The stone that the builders reject. Mayas means that they they're disgusted in. The stone that's disgusted by the builders. Haisa pina became the cornerstone, the most important stone in the structure. That sums up the history of the Jewish people, of our people. The rejected stone, that which is not valued, that which is not looked on, that which is not celebrated, becomes the cornerstone. Tzneus, off the radar, quiet, is very valuable. All our lives, make sure to build a world of quiet things also. It, don't worry, much that everybody sees you and is impressed. But understand that the things that are quiet bring us to this, Yosef. How do you like that Pasuk, Yosef? Say it, Evan. Bless your soul. The stone that the builders discussed in. I want Chaim. Chaim made up a song that as Boine Yerushalayim Hashem, Hashem builds Yerushalayim. You know why? Nidche Yisrael, the pushed away Yid. And Nidach is something pushed away. Yichanes can enter. Hashem made Yerushalayim that the Yid who may have had rejection, that's the story of our people, there he's wanted, there he's welcome. So let's, let's have that song. I think. It warrants Chaim doing that. Thank you, Chaim. Come to the front. Astara, Shabbos, I cast a rock. Viva, I got a 
שם, בוודאי גם שבר, נמצאו השם, נמצאו השם יסבור בבריו. למה ביבוקו? למה ביבוקו? למה ביבוקו? felt like he sang what I said much better. <laughs> we speak, it goes into like one spot in the brain, but our body is so much bigger than our brain. The song like went to my toes, my arms, my legs, like... <laughs> the idea touched the part of the brain. Then you sing it. Like, now my body got it. You also, when you speak, you sing it. <laughs> I try, I try. I wanna, I wanna share, I wanna share one more nekuda, and then we're getting to the meeting for very short. It was a 12th grade meeting. I don't wanna be a liar, not after we spoke about that topic this morning. So I wanna quickly, what time is it? Okay, so I want to quickly give me five minutes and then ten minutes of 12th grade meeting for everybody. Everybody's invited to it. But the five minutes I want to say, we've gone to Mitzrayim, my friends. In Parshas Vayigash, this past Shabbos, we all went to Mitzrayim. We're there. We've gone with Yaakov and the Jewish people have entered Egypt. And it's going, we're going to stay there for a number of Parshas. Vayichi, we're still in Egypt. Shemais Rabai, we're going to start getting out of Egypt. The guys know that we do not like history at all. History is boring. History is dead. It's very, very important to be against history. My dahava havet, those words in Shas, those you can, you, we got to write a rap. My dahava havet, what was was. History is unimportant. It's an expression in Shas. My dahava hava, what was, was. It doesn't matter. 
What was, was. We're a per- people of today, of now, of here. What was yesterday, my dahava hava. What was, was. That's the Gemara said. Well, who cares yesterday? My dahava hava, what was, was. When we celebrate Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, which is a massive part of our lives, I would say from the most dominant features of our life, we walk into any room, the mezuzah has in it, Kriya Shema Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. We put on Philacrity, Zechel Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. In the Tefillin is written the story of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. We make Kiddush, Zechel Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. We have a Yantiv of Sukkis, Pesach, both of them, Zechel Yitzhiyas. It like dominates our lives every single day, morning and night. And you have to remember, you got it, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. It's like dominating, leaving Egypt, like, hello, what was, was, we left. Shkoyach Mazel Tov. You have to understand that we're always commanded to get out. Leaving Mitzrayim, and we always go in to take out another part of ourselves. I try every year, Pesach, I bring out a little more of me and my family. We try to see if we can get a little more out of Mitzrayim. We sneak back into Egypt, and I try to bring out, and all our lives we bring more and more out of Egypt. We have Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, I promise you, is not a history story. It's the story, a constant struggle of getting out of Mitzrayim. And Hashem commands us to remember twice daily Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Because we're always trying to bring more apart. Mitzrayim means borders and boundaries and limitations. It says, Chazal say about Egypt that no slave ever got Egypt. Mitzrayim's a place of taiva, of desires, of base desires. People in Egypt feel stuck completely. The head of Mitzrayim says, Mi Hashem, who is God? A human being is absolutely stuck in Egypt. People don't tend to get out of Egypt. And there's one people that breaks free from those Mitzrayim, from those boundaries. There's one people who teaches the world about freedom that a person's capable of living with Hashem, of living supernatural, of overcoming obstacles. You are not stuck. We are not stuck. That's Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. We have parts of us that feel stuck. Parts feel a little free. We're always a lifelong process of bringing ourselves out of Mitzrayim, getting out, seeing our freedom, tasting freedom, the freedom to serve, the freedom to overcome, the freedom to grow. I wanted to share, we'll talk a lot about this. We have a lot of parashas coming up. We're headed, Shemais is all about Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. I just wanted to make it clear, just quickly, that we're not studying history. We once went to Egypt. A lot of us, four-fifths of the Jews remained in Egypt. And I dare say four-fifths of me and you are still in Egypt. Bring it out. Bring it out. A part went out. Let's get the rest out. Free, that we're free, that we can overcome. We're not, as, we're not stuck. But the world lives stuck. We're not stuck. Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. It dominates our existence. But okay. We'll be Meirich. We'll be Meirich. That's a Rashi Prakim, a brief, brief overview of what's coming. Sa'ad Khan is the Musa part. We did the Musa part. Now let's get to the 12th grade meeting.